Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Are we a chance? Can we win the whole thing? I think we're a really good chance. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know the results. I think we've lost, what, our last five, maybe we lost those three in the bounce, didn't we, over yep. in South Africa. Um, if you look at the, if you put look at their team side by side against most, they're, they're going to stack up on, on paper as good as anyone. They've got a really good record in the subcontinent in white ball cricket as well. That's the great man, Ricky Ponning, talking all things Cricket World Cup, which began overnight, Tim Payne, with Where was New Rick? Zealand. Hey? Where was Rick? I thought we had exclusive rights at SEN Tassie to him. I didn't know he was going on another well, show. I don't know. I'll we'll send him a text this morning. New Zealand has made a strong start in the opening match of this year's Cricket World Cup after defeating the defending champs England by nine wickets overnight. This is part of our sports update thanks to the deck party at the Launceston International Bowls Classic. Conway and Ravindra, 123-152, Tim. Both made unbeaten centuries to easily chase down England's title of 282. Ben Stokes didn't play after England opted not to risk him due to a hip niggle he's battling at the moment. Right, uh, where do you want to start here, please? You were pretty excited to see that the Kiwis got the job done? I was for a couple of reasons. One, because they're playing against the Poms, and we don't mind seeing them lose, Breno, that's fair to say. But secondly, New Zealand's ability to turn up for a World Cup, they just keep getting it done. They've got an extraordinary record in World Cups. um, And I thought... This year they might struggle. Kane Williamson's had a, a knee reconstruction, hasn't been playing. He's played in a few of the warm-up games but didn't play and he's unlikely to play until probably the game three or four. So I thought they'd struggle in the early rounds. But their batting last night, as I said, I got home and went to go to bed and couldn't turn the TV off. Devin Conway was absolutely on fire. Um, and Ravindra, I actually hadn't seen much of him. And the way he timed the ball, he hit the ball all around the ground. And the and the nicest thing about watching the Kiwis bat last night is they both they just both just stood there and played good cricket shots and it showed again I think what's going to be one of the key areas is your ability to get off to a start and make the power play count. England lost a few wickets I think in the first ten overs. Um, New Zealand lost one first ball and then were you know, hundred and something in the in the twelfth over and just blew the game apart and basically just cruised a victory in 36 overs in the end. So um, I must admit, without Kane Williamson, I thought they would struggle. But from what I saw last night, they look, again, like they'll be a threat back into the World Cup. And I probably left them out of my um, my top four or five, I think, Brent, at one stage. But I'm going to slip them straight into it after what I saw last night. And um, England, not their best performance, but I certainly wouldn't be writing them off. You still look at the quality of player and how dangerous that batting lineup can be if they get going. I think they'll they'll figure it out and they'll be there back into the tournament. But they'd certainly come out of last night with some serious concerns, certainly with their bowling, because their strike weapon last night or has been Mark Wood. 
Uh, and again, playing in India when the wickets are flat, there's a bit of dew and the grounds are small. Sometimes when you're bowling 150, it can be very, very hard to defend a ground. It looked like at times last night, if he wasn't hitting the stumps, it was going for four. Whether they middled it or edged it, outside, inside edge, it was flying away to the boundary. So um, a few teams would have taken note of that and seen... Because uh, I know a lot of teams are going to be going for high pace with the quicks that they pick. Whether that might backfire um, will be interesting to watch. But, yeah, fantastic start to New Zealand. As I said, they do it time and time again in the World Cup and, and England a bit sluggish with their start. But I certainly wouldn't be writing them off after last night's performance. We know the quality they have got in their team, Breno. Who, who do you see as the last four teams standing in this World Cup, Tim? I see Australia, India. I still see England. Mm-hmm. And it's hard not to put New Zealand in there right now. Um, but I also like the Smokies. I like South Africa or Pakistan. I think they're the two dark horses that could do damage if they play their best cricket at the right time. I think Australia and India and England are probably the best teams on paper. And then there's New Zealand, who for me, like I said, just turn up in World Cups. They seem to have really clear um, role clarity and, and how they're going to play and who does what and they execute it to perfection. I think still with Trent Bolt and uh, Matt Henry, they've still got uh, Mitchell Santner. So there's some guys that have got some big game experience and have have gone to World Cup finals before. So um, that will also help them back end. Launceston International Bowls Classic Deck Party, Saturday the 7th of October. That's tomorrow, of course. Tickets at tasmaniatickets.com.au. What about us, Timmy? We are looking like a casualty ward at the moment. A few sore bodies, a few players under injury clouds. How are we going to go against India on Sunday? Hard to say. Tough start. There's no doubt about that. But I think it's probably not a bad place to start because if you can get a win against India in India first game of a World Cup, I think what that can do for you, your confidence levels and your mood levels. The boys have been away for a while. Remember, they were in South Africa. They've then gone to India. Um, so to get off to a good start, and the, the whole trip that they've been on the last few months has been building to this game. So I think there'll be some serious excitement if they can get off to a good start, like I said. I think the areas for Australia, I read, and I totally agree with the article I read somewhere the other day, that the key areas for us winning the World Cup are going to be our ability to score quick and get off to good starts in the first 10 overs, knowing that it's probably going to get a bit harder uh, with the bat in particular. So making use of the power play with the ball, our ability to take wickets through the middle of the game has not been a strength. Outside of Adam Zampa, we haven't got anyone who's been a real threat from over 11 to over 40. So Adam is going to need some some help whether it's we use Mitchell Stark in different in a slightly different role and bring him back through the middle um, I think that will be a huge key to us winning the World Cup if we can find a way to take more wickets through the middle of the game and the last thing I think is going to be really important is our play of spin because as I said we can get off to a start in the power play but once the field goes out and the spinners come on can we continue to score at the rate of the other teams and I think the key players in that will be Steve Smith and Marnus um, Labuschagne, if they can bat majority of those overs and control the spin for us, it then freezes up at the back end with a Green or a Stoinis and a Maxwell to go berserk. But um, I think they're the key areas. Power play runs at pace, wickets through the middle um, and our ability to play spin because I think teams are going to pick a lot of spin against us.
Well, that's a concern, isn't it, for us, with the lack of a genuine second spinner? We spoke about this a bit on Monday, but what are your thoughts now as we're on the eve of the tournament for Australia? Yeah, I think ideally you have one there, but it, but we don't. So we've got to move on from that now. And we've got us, like I said, it, Zamps has been the really standout bowler through that middle period, but it's going to be, it's going to have to be, we use Stark slightly differently, or we're going to have to get Stoinis, uh, Cam Green and Maxwell to find a way to support Zamps and get wickets through the middle. Because if guys get set and you can't get them out, those grounds are so small, the wickets are so flat, they're just going to get huge scores. So... Um, it would have been nice to have had that second spinner in the mix, but if Agar is injured and you think the next spinner in isn't quite good enough, then I think they've done the right thing to go and try and mix and match with Maxwell, Green, Stoinis, and even Mitch Marsh has been bowling a little bit in the warm-up game. So um, rather than the second spinner to have lots of different options to be able to throw at guys and try and throw them out of their rhythm is going to be a real key, and, um, and how Paddy Cummins sort of uses them and at what times is going to be key as well so it's going to be an interesting watch we're going to be doing it slightly differently I think the other teams I think you saw last night England had the two spinners and New Zealand straight away in game one and I think as the tournament goes on those spinners are only going to come into it as the grounds are used more and more and the wickets where um, later in the tournament should spin a little bit further very good having said that Maxie's been really good so yeah he has Thank you, Tim. Oh, I thought we were going to keep talking. Amy supports Tasmanian doers and uh, looking forward to hearing from you on the text line this morning, which we've had a few in here, Tim, as we've been talking. Brent, any news on the sudden exit of Jorick Chibbers from the Jack Jumpers? Well, uh, that's from David. Um, I haven't actually spoken to Jorick specifically about it as yet, David, but uh, we know why the Jack Jumpers have, have made that move, and that was to provide ongoing stability ahead of the sale of the club. So uh, that's that was the decision to install Christine Finnegan into the CEO position in her own right. Uh, another one here, Tim, which is uh, very, very exciting. Rumour has it that Tim lent his uncle his car, so we've ticked that off this morning. That is true. But the only thing is it was in the long-term airport car park and cost him $50 to get it out. Is that right, Tim? That's incorrect. That is incorrect. <laughs> I would I imagine it would, have, it would have cost him maybe 10 I reckon, because what actually happened was I didn't know he was coming in the morning. He was flying on in at a 7 a.m. flight, Brent, and I was leaving at a 6. So I said, well, I've left the car there if you want to take it. wasn't pre-planned. I just sent him a text and said, it's there. As you know, I leave the keys in the ignition, so I was ready to go. Um, and he hopped off the plane and, and took it. Another one here from Barnsey, who's text in. Slight miscalculation at Longford has had us take the scenic route through Carrick thanks to our fearless leaders, backseat guidance and navigation skills. <laughs> Back on track to the scramble, Brito is asleep saying something like, all I do is win in his sleep. That's from Barnsey, as I said. And another oh, one here, Brent. Huge up. news just came across my desk. Sam, the mastermind, Cootsie to coach the mighty Swansea Swans. Watch this space. There you go. Our texts are coming in beautifully this morning. If you'd like to get to us, 0437 Double five two five three five or call us thirteen hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. We're off to new sport and weather and coming back with Maddie Reed from Taz Racing.